you fired it first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. And here we go again. It is time for week 12 of the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. As always, I am your host, Brant Tobler, joined by two of the best odds makers in the world, my good friends, Jay Cornegay and John Murray, coming to you guys from Las Vegas, Nevada. Jay, I'm going to start with you this week. Last week, we, t- we kind of talked about it here. There's a bunch of crappy games, but I imagine crappy games are good for the books. H- how was it for you guys this last week? Well, it was another good week for us, Brent. I mean, whenever we get the underdogs uh, at a 7-6 to six clip, I believe it was, in some of those ups- upsets that we saw, uh, you can expect some uh, positive results. Now, we have seen a variety of results around the country as uh, you know, some of these more educated jurisdictions like, like New Jersey, for one. We've been operating there for the last few months now. They seem to be the so-called sharp or wise guy state, and, you know, we didn't do a that well this past Sunday in Jersey as you know the underdogs are somewhat popular out there but here in Nevada in Colorado we did very well so you're telling me these Jersey guys are smarter than these Colorado guys I would have never thought is that is that something you've seen over time or it was just kind of last week no we expected that because they're a little bit more experienced in the sports betting space out there it's you know they weren't doing very well in October when all those favorites were covering just remember that. But uh, when the dogs start to bite a little bit, you, you start to see uh, you know some of those sharps do do well as they tend to take the points in the NFL. Yeah, I should try that one week. <laughs> I'm one of these idiots out here in Colorado. John, maybe that's some of that East Coast bias we're seeing because it seems like people are in on the Eagles every single week. That seems to be a sharp play. Is, is that the East Coast thing or is what, – what? I don't get it. The wise guys like the Eagles every week, it seems. Uh, they liked them again last week. I think that was largely because of all the players that the Saints had out of that game. And this week, I don't think it's going to be just the wise guys. It's going to be everybody on Philadelphia because the Giants are a disaster. They fired <laughs> Jason Garrett. I don't know what that possibly accomplishes for them. They, I don't, I don't like Jason Garrett, but the Giants have a lot bigger problems than him. Well, that's for sure. I was thinking about you guys on Monday night. I assumed you definitely needed the Giants, and they put up just an awful effort against a, a Tampa Bay team I didn't even think played that well. Was that one of the worst games for you guys last week? It wasn't good. We, we did have some big bets. Uh, big bets came in on the Giants at the Superbook in Colorado. So we were glad that 
Tampa Bay, they were going to win and all the money line parlays were going to win, we were happy that they did cover the spread because that was actually a good result for us that they covered. But there wasn't a whole lot of action on that game because most of the parlays that would have gone to Monday lost on Sunday. The books had a very good Sunday. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the carryover. Well, luckily, we won't have to see that Giants team till later this weekend. We we have the the my favorite week of the, the NFL season because we get just extra NFL games, and that's Thanksgiving Day. Uh, you know what, Jay? I'm going to – I saw an article I read on Twitter about you that you have a, a turkey day parlay tradition at your house. I, I got to hear more about that. It seems like one of the greatest traditions in all of Thanksgiving history. <laughs> well, it was more of a, a thought of – getting away from board games <laughs> but uh yeah what what i do is just go down to a local sports book and and uh, get a, a bunch of parlays together you know i kind of crinkle them all up put them in a hat and whoever comes over you know they grab you know anywhere from two to five different parlays for uh you know each uh you know person and it's just a scheme for for me to to watch football really <laughs> That's, I think it, instead of Jenga, we get to play, watch football. And it, let me tell you, I've been doing it for about 10 years, Brant, and it works because yeah. once everybody has action, they're glued to the TV set. And uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, actually. I love it. I, I think it's one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Uh, what about anybody ever hit one of these parlays? Anybody get a big winner at, at the Cornegay house on Thanksgiving? Yeah, we went through a streak there where we had, I believe, six winners in a row. And one of them was was my niece that uh, won just over a thousand dollars, and uh, it was uh, pretty. Uh, it was a pretty nice payday. But uh, we've been very fortunate. Um, but uh, even though you might be knocked out, what what happens is whoever's left, you know, going into the late game or even possibly the college games that are playing that day, uh, you know, everybody's glued and, and, and rooting on that person. So. It uh, I, I try to mix it up uh, with a variety of combinations just to see if we hopefully we get to something that uh, lasts through the, the late game. That is so cool. And then you the the household's ten percent on all winnings, or, or you get to take everything <laughs> that you win yeah. from the Cornegay house. Yeah, it's it was ten percent. It's now up to fourteen yeah. <laughs> percent uh, due to the rising costs. You know, supply chain's really tough right now. Sure, Inflation. I, I love it. I love it. I, I'm taking home leftovers that I don't even want. And come to Jay's house, you take home cash. John, you got any traditions at, at the Murray house that, that can top well, that? Uh, no, nah, you know, I usually go home for Thanksgiving, back to Virginia, but I'm not doing that this year. Uh, I'm going to go Christmas instead. So, and, and none of our traditions are can top that. Just about the only thing is I'm usually a little hungover from going out with my buddies on Wednesday night. And my brother, my brother like fancies himself a cook and he's flying all around the kitchen cooking up all kinds of stuff, but not as quite as much fun as what Jay does, apparently. Yeah, I think Jay has set the new standard. Sure. Well, Jay, let's get into these games. I don't know. You, you're going to need some parlays to make a few of these watchable. <laughs> but no, you know what? I always love this Lions game. It's a tradition. We'll start with the, the first one, the Lions and the Bears. As of this morning, uh, Bears are 3 and 41 and a half. Is this game just going to get the, the Turkey Day action, or is there any actual action on this game, Jay? You know, we're just thankful that uh, the Lions are usually the first game because it's usually <laughs> a, a dreadful game. <laughs> and this year's no different, but I'm going through my normal tradition and trying to talk myself into the Lions once again. 
as I do almost every Thanksgiving, and uh, this year is no different. We opened this thing three and a half, and it's down to three now. About 72% of the tickets are on the Lions, 85% of the money on the Lions, so I, I, I believe that has to do with some of the injuries that the Bears are going through. Golf is, uh, is about, uh, I think he's scheduled to start. Not that that's a big plus, but I think it's uh, it's somewhat of a, a plus uh, considering what we saw last week. It's more of a warm-up game than anything. And, and let me tell you, uh, since most of our guests don't arrive until the afternoon, uh, I, I tend to only have a, a few of those parlays include that first game because I don't want I, – I hear it, believe me. I, I give them a parlay. And they walk in the door, and it's already lost because it has the lions on it. So uh, I, I tend to just have a couple of the, uh, those parlays that include, uh, you know, one of the teams. That's a true bad beat to lose before you even handed the ticket. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Jay. I, I don't. I just find myself wanting to root for the lions on Thanksgiving. John, are, are we doing the wrong thing here? Is this this has got to be their one chance to get a win? Am I throwing money in the wind, or can they? have a little turkey day magic for us you know i realized a few years ago that i would always bet the lions before i'd go back to virginia and by the time i'd turn the game on at my mom's house it'd be 14 to nothing the other team and i would just think why did i do this i don't even want to watch this game i, I don't know i i can't i i can't endorse betting the lions uh i i've done it so many times and i feel like i lose every time <laughs> what, what do you All think right. if if they were to poll nfl fans what percentage of them would like to remove the tradition of the Lions and, and the Cowboys playing on every single Thanksgiving? I oh, think it's all pretty of, high. I, I, I'd I, say I, I everyone, think it would be like 90%. Everybody but the Lions and the Cowboys fans, I would think, <laughs> right? I mean, every uh, all other – like who wants to watch the Lions again on Thanksgiving? It's brutal. Yeah, I, uh, it's the one Lions game I watch all year, but I don't mind rooting against the Cowboys because there's so many obnoxious Cowboys fans, so I kind of like to see them lose on Thanksgiving. But if they win, that that's, that's a little rough. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind mixing it up and getting some other teams in there. So, yeah, usually I don't think it's going to happen. When they when they added the third game, it's usually the best game in, yeah. Uh, yeah. in, in recent years. Uh, it seems like three out of four times it is. And I, I always hear that it's a tradition. Well... It's well, they a should put the Lions- in this country to change things too. Yeah. Well, they should put the Lions game last because I usually fall asleep during that third game, and it's the game I'm actually <laughs> trying to stay awake through. So, all right, we'll get to that third game in a second. We now we we touched on the Cowboys. Here they are, America's team, dead center. Uh, looks like the Raiders, your guys, Las Vegas Raiders, are heading to Dallas. Currently, Dallas is seven and a half total, fifty one and a half. Jay, is this? Uh, Give me the local pulse. Is this Raiders team done? What do you guys think? Boy, they're they're rough right now. Um, it's it's pretty concerning for the fans out here as uh, some of the effort on both sides of the ball is somewhat lacking. And I know that they're trying, and hopefully they can shake it off because the first half of the season, you know, they had a lot of support around here as far as uh, you know the betting windows are concerned, and, and as fans. But, uh, you know, over the last three weeks, you know, that wagon is, is somewhat empty. And uh, they have some really tough games coming up, so it's not going to get any easier. We opened this game seven, went up to seven and a half, and I think back to seven. We had some sharp groups uh, lay the seven, and now we're 
currently seven and a half even with a couple of eights out there. Yeah, I, I can't imagine betting this Raiders team. Even though these Cowboys the last couple of weeks have looked good, bad, good, bad. John, is this a chance for the Cowboys to get right and, and get their bandwagon back full? Or what, what do you think? Well, the Cowboys have a lot of issues of their own with the receivers, uh, receivers in and out with COVID, in and out with injuries. So keep an eye on the injury report. No Amari Cooper tomorrow for Dallas. He's out with COVID. And they've had a, a Ezekiel Elliott right now is listed as probable. So is Tyron Smith, their great offensive tackle. But sounds like C.D. Lamb may be unavailable as well in that game. So Dallas has a lot of injury questions right now. They should still be able to handle the Raiders. But that is a lot of points. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get through that game, and that maybe that'll be time to eat, and we'll, we'll get to this final game, which I think hopefully it'll be a good game. But I mean, I, I guess it's going to kind of just be injuries across the board in the NFL at this point in the season. Looks like uh, we have Bills six and forty-five and a half against the Saints in New Orleans. I saw a stat today that uh, Sean Payton, I think it's like ten and zero on holiday games. But I just don't know if I believe in this team. What do you think, Jay? Can Bills get back on track and maybe get back to the top of this AFC? Well, they're very fortunate playing the Saints right now as the Saints are just really beat, beaten up here. Uh, we opened the Bills at four. It's up to six and a half. We, we, we got it up to six and a half, and then we had a, a sharp player take the six and a half. It's a, it's a night game. It's going to be if the two favorites win – during the course of the day, meaning the Bears and the Cowboys, this is going to shape up to be a pretty big game for us. And that's the way we booked the game. We actually booked the game ahead of the market, knowing that it could be a huge liability game for us. And, and we were trying to keep ahead of the market a little bit. And so when we were at six and a half, most of the market was at six. And that was that was kind of the idea, to balance it out a little bit, because we know that uh, those two favorites covering during the day could cause for a, a very big liability for us uh, on this night game. Yeah, I bet. I didn't even think about that. It's it's going to be a favorite. favorite. It's my favorite day of the year, and it's definitely a bet the favorites day. John, I can't figure this Bills team out. I, I really thought they were the, the cream of the crop in the AFC, but, man, they have looked bad, and the Patriots are coming on. This is kind of a must-game win for them for the division, don't you think? Buffalo, I think they, they got a little ahead of themselves. You know, a few weeks ago – it looked like the Bills, with their easy schedule, were going to run away with the division, potentially be the number one seed in the AFC. And They haven't played well the last month. New England has come out of nowhere, and now New England is getting all the headlines. Maybe they're the best team in the AFC East, and maybe they're going to have the first overall seed. Buffalo needs to win this game. I agree with you. New Orleans is very banged up. We talk about how banged up Dallas is. I'd say New Orleans even more so. They've got a ton of guys questionable out for this game, and that's why this line is so high. Yeah, I just don't know what to think. Well, it should be – I hope I'm awake for it, but I'm looking forward to that game. should be a good Thanksgiving. Hopefully uh, the Jay, Jays, all his guests win a bunch of money and maybe a, a couple dogs cover for you guys. Um, once we get through Thanksgiving, we'll all relax on Friday. We'll get to these weekend games. I got five weekend games for you. Jay, we'll start with uh, two teams I think are going in the opposite directions. The Titans are heading to New England. New England currently is 6.5 and 44.5. I mean, this New England's team is getting all the hype. Are they for real, Jay, or are you starting to feel 
any future bets or are they starting to get bets like the old New England? Well, it's very close to the old New England. It's something that I personally have been trying to dismiss over the last few <laughs> weeks, but all they do is uh, win. And it's a little frustrating to see that because uh, I'm burnt out on the Patriots. But this is a game that we're looking at. Not only are the general public on the Patriots, excuse me, the Patriots, but the Sharps are as well. So it, it's uh, the Sharps, general public. You're looking at 89% of the tickets on New England right now. It's going to be a very big game for the book. And there's no doubt that we're going to need the underdog in this one. Yeah, that makes sense. John, this Titans team, it reminds me of last year's Steelers team that I think came out like 10-0, and 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 they looked real good and then just kind of fell apart. Now, obviously, losing their best players hurt them, but it seems like this Titans team, they're on a real downward spiral, and the, the Colts are coming. you think they have any shot this week, or is this Patriots team that good? I don't want to count out Tennessee, because I know that we, we counted them out against Indianapolis, the game you mentioned where they, they got behind 14 nothing on the road. They came back to win that game. The week after that, they went at the Rams on Sunday night without Derrick Henry, and they pretty much handled the Rams in that game. So Tennessee's a team, every time we write them off, they seem to surprise us. Jay's right. We're, we're going to need the Titans big in this game. Everybody's on New England now. New England is the hot team in the NFL. Everyone's back in the Patriots. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Like that Rams game, I thought they were, had no shot, and they really played well. So yeah, well, so did I. I. Yeah, they have some marquee wins, but some horrendous losses. You know, they they lose to the Texans at home, and they lose to the Jets. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that's the NFL right now, as it's it's very unpredictable. Well, with that being said, then I think I'd like to be on the dog then most of the time, especially after a seven and six dog last week. So. I'll be rooting for the Titans with you guys because it's always easy to root against the Patriots. And uh, that leads me into the next game, which what started my hatred for the Patriots is this handsome old man, Tom Brady. And this is a this looks like a good game, maybe a possible. Well, maybe not. Maybe a possible Super Bowl matchup. The Bucks heading to Indianapolis. The line is three and fifty one and a half. These Colts, speaking of a hot team in the NFL, they played well this last week. And I thought Tampa Bay kind of. Even though they won on Monday, they didn't look that good. Uh, Jay, is this going to be a Bucks? The public still believes in the Bucks. Or are they going to start jumping on this Colts bandwagon? I still think they're going to be on the Bucks, but it won't be as lopsided as it might be. Uh, you know, after that Colts performance, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the Colts here. I saw them earlier in the year a couple times, and, and they're really a physical team on both sides. Their line is very dominating. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, the trenches. Uh, with the the Colts rushing offense versus the the Buccaneers rush defense, this line opened two and a half. It's up to three. We haven't seen any sharp play. That movement was just a, a market move. But I would expect the general public to side with the Buccaneers. It's tough for them not to side with Tom Brady and, and the and the favorite here. But don't be surprised if you know the Colts get some sharp play if it moves on the high side of three. If it moves up to three and a half, I would almost guarantee the sharps scoop that up. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you know what? I'm just looking at the book now. It looks like actually this totals went up a little, John. For two teams that have pretty good defense, looks like this total went from 51.5 to 53. Is it, is this? Are we going to get a shootout here uh, indoors? I know Tom plays a little better indoors. Is the total something maybe I should look at? 
There was some sharp money over 51 and a half here. So we're at, we're at 53 right now. The public's going to bet this game over because a lot of eyeballs on this game. Public loves to play these games over. Indianapolis, really, really good offensive line. Maybe the best offensive line in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor scored five touchdowns last week as a result of that offensive line. Uh, there could be a lot of points in this game. That's the way it's being bet right now. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm against Jonathan Taylor in fantasy, so I know everybody really cares about that. So let's all root for Jonathan Taylor to have an off day. Uh, That's going to be my main focus on Sundays. I, I appreciate fan- that. Yeah, I hope your fantasy team doesn't get blasted by Jonathan Taylor. I had to tell somebody about it because my fiance is so tired of hearing about this. Um, very, very all right, no more, fantasy, no more fantasy talk. Let's talk to a, about a real game, which looks like a real good game on paper and maybe a possible NFC Championship matchup in the future. The Rams are heading to Green Bay. I know Rodgers is dealing with a little foot pain. Currently, the game is Pickham and uh, looks like 47 and a half. Jay, any thoughts on Rodgers? This line makes it look like he's going to play right, or what are you guys thinking about that? Well, we opened one and a half on the Packers side, and it's down to a pick So that tells me that uh, you know, there's some thoughts that uh, you know he's has the chance of not playing, but uh, we do expect him to play. Obviously, he's not going to be 100%. It's, a, I, I think, just a, a market adjustment based off of Rodgers. The public... They don't know what to do with this game because they, you know, they love the Rams, they love the Packers. A lot of eyes were on Rodgers and the Packers against the Vikings, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised by the time this thing kicks that we're going to need the Rams side. But right now, it's very even. We haven't seen any sharp money yet, but uh, I would expect some as we get more injury updates. You know, heading into uh, Sunday. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you're looking to bet, definitely wait closest to a game time to bet to get the best information um john i mean i know i keep saying the same thing to you but i i guess it's just the nfl this season sometimes they look good sometimes they look bad i was all in on the rams four weeks ago now i don't know if they're worth the crap and it's the packers may be the best team in the nfc what what do you think which which one of these teams is somebody i could bet on maybe in a future it's tough to get good value in the futures right now because all these playoff games are going to be really tight, really tight point spreads. There's not a lot separating the top teams in the league. You know, the, the, the team with the highest power rating right now is probably the Buccaneers, slightly ahead of Buffalo. But there's a lot of these teams are really close together. These are two of them. The Rams and the Packers are right there. Kansas City is right there. And all of a sudden, New England's right there. There's not much separating the top teams. And that's unusual. There's usually one, especially by this time of year. Usually one or two teams have separated from the pack, and that just isn't the case. And it looks like a tough schedule spot here for Green Bay. That was an emotional loss to Minnesota last week. The Rams on a two-game losing streak, and then they had their bye last week. So everything kind of points to the Rams being in good position here in this game, especially yeah. if Rodgers is hurt. Yeah, and I even look at the weather either. That's something you always, I always forget to look at because it is middle of the winter in green bay so it might get cold all right well that looks like a game i'll i'll check weather and injuries before and uh make sure i pick the wrong side after i look at all that (laughs) and that'll uh get me to chasing as i always am on sunday night football a a game that i i think weeks ago we all thought was going to be a bigger game than it is but these browns have kind of fallen apart and uh the ravens currently three and a half 45 and a half i know 
Lamar wasn't, I think he was just sick last week. He seems to get sick a lot. He might have a gluten allergy or something like me. He might have to stick to White Claws instead of beer. But what uh, what are we looking at on this Sunday game? Are the Ravens going to take it to Baker? I, I, I don't know what to think. Well, we opened four and a half this week uh, on the Ravens, and it dropped down because of Jackson. But uh, you know, he was questionable, and we all expect him to play. In fact, this morning he was upgraded from questionable to probable. And I'm really surprised it's still three and a half at this point. Uh, we're starting to see a couple fours. I think will probably be four by the end of the night. But uh, as soon as the public gets confirmation that Jackson is going to play, it's going to bump it up even more so, and I wouldn't be surprised that kickoff is up to four and a half. Now, I'm not keen on laying points in an interdivisional rivalry game because that's exactly what this is. The Browns are very familiar with Jackson and company. I do expect a close game. I think it might be uh, uh, interesting to watch to see what the Sharps do with this, but uh, we can expect the, the public to support the Ravens as soon as they find out Jackson is playing. Yeah. I assume you guys would need the Browns. John, this Browns team came in again this year with a ton of hype, and, and as they've done for the last 50 years, are just a complete disappointment, <laughs> and, I, and I love it as a Bronco fan. <laughs> but uh, is this this Browns team, like this is kind of a must-win, don't you think, for them to stay in the playoff hunt? Can they uh, run the ball against a, a tough Ravens team? I, I would say the Browns had a good year last year getting into the play. I mean, I think if you're a Cleveland fan, you got to be happy with that. They make the playoffs. They beat the Steelers. But this season, very disappointing team. Uh, Baker Mayfield is just—he's not taking any steps forward. He's not improving to be a guy that's going to get a big quarterback contract extension like Josh Allen got, like Lamar Jackson's going to get. They need to keep the ball on the ground if they want to win this game. We're moving forward certainly as if Lamar Jackson's going to play. But we did that last week too. Uh, we were—we were kind of shocked on Sunday morning when we got the word that Lamar Jackson wasn't going to play in that game against the Bears. Uh, but th- this week we do expect him to be in. So what did you end up needing on that game? Because that was a game down to the last minute that had some real swings. Did yeah, that, had, was that a meaningful game or no? Yeah, we had guys with uh, Baltimore and their money line parlays, and then we had customers that were betting Baltimore after we adjusted the spread, and they're playing like Baltimore minus one, minus one and a half. So it really hurt us that, that uh, the Ravens were able to hang on and win that game. And we thought the Bears had stole the game with the long touchdown pass. And Lamar Jackson's out. We were shocked to see the Ravens go back down the field and score. Uh, that, that was one of the few games on Sunday that did not go our way. Yeah, I couldn't believe what a trash game that was. And then it ended up exciting. But I didn't think there's any way that kid would bring him down and score. I thought the Bears no, would win. No. but. It was it was it was brutal for my under bet. I mean, I'm just it's just the worst last week. I'm glad you guys did good. I see why. <laughs> All right, let me go to this Monday night game. You know what? I was actually contacted by Commissioner Godell uh, about last week's podcast because I said some of these games were not that exciting. So I uh, <laughs> I got to tell you guys, I'm super excited for this Monday night football game. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are heading to the Washington football team. Looks like the line is currently 1-47. and 47. Jay, how excited are you for this big Monday night football game? Well, we, we talked about uh, traditions in our house. Uh, we also have another tradition. Thanksgiving leftovers don't go beyond Monday. So we're going to be thrilled Monday night that we no longer have to eat turkey and those turkey sandwiches because uh, – I usually get upset anyway because uh, we run out of stuffing on Saturday. 
So uh, <laughs> that's the only thing I really care about. But um, it, you know, this was shaping up to be a halfway decent game earlier in the year, and, and you know, both teams really fell off. But I still believe Washington is a mediocre team, and and I'm not sure why we opened the Seahawks uh, at three. Uh, and once we did that, we were a little off market when we got a lot of Washington money and the market continued to move Washington's way. So we went from Seahawks minus three to the home team, Washington football team to minus one. And a lot of those were those type of sharp players that were scooping it up and, and just had a different market number on, on this particular game. So I expect the public to somewhat stay away from this game, but with the latest performances by the Seahawks and how poorly they looked, you have to think that they're going to take the the Washington football team in this matchup. Yeah, this you know the public we should stay away from it, but as we discuss every week, it's Monday night and we need some action. So, John, I you know what this I don't I I just am, I guess living in the past because I just keep thinking the Seahawks team is going to come around, but. This is a pretty big line move, and, and the Sharps are, are obviously all over the Redskins. Can the Seahawks salvage this season, or is, is Russell looking to move the family to Denver next year? I think they needed to win that game against Arizona last Sunday to really get back into the playoff race in the NFC. And no Kyler Murray. The table was set for Seattle. That, that Seattle-Arizona game moved all the way to Seattle 5, and we had the confirmation that Murray wasn't going to play. We expected Murray to play in that game. We're surprised when he was ruled out of that game, and the Cardinals won anyway. So this is definitely the worst team Seattle's had in the Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson era. But right now it looks like we're going to need the Seahawks. That's okay. Being in a position where you're against Washington on Monday Night Football is not the worst thing in the world because they're not much of a team either. If you've been taking your cues from the Superbook Sports Podcast, we know you've been cleaning up on your pro football bets lately. But isn't it time you cleaned up below the waist for the holiday season? Now's the time to take advantage of a special offer from Manscaped with their online Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales event. Get 25% off your entire order and free shipping now by visiting manscaped.com. Again, that's 25% off and free shipping on your entire order when you visit manscaped.com today. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? The contest is great. Just Brant has gout. Uh, his entries have not been that good. I did not do good in this three-week contest, but luckily this three-week contest is over, and we have another three-week contest coming up. But I will say, I, I was looking at this. There's two entries tied for the lead at 38 points, and they're picking 78% on the season. That's that's pretty impressive to be this far in, right? Very impressive. I mean, anytime you hit that mid-70s mark, um, you're, you're having an incredible year. I would obviously, I would expect that to come back. We still have seven weeks left here, but uh, hitting 78% is uh, tremendous. But I just wanted to confirm something. Your alias is Brent Hasgout. <laughs> yeah, Brent Hasgout is. Uh, I didn't is know my, that. Uh, I do have it. I, I'm fighting it every <laughs> single day. Uh, no, I have it. It's the it's the king's disease. It's. Uh, I hope you never get it. It's painful. But yeah, that was. Uh, I thought it'd be great to see you write Brent has gout on a check, but I think uh, neither of us have to worry about that. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Jay. Does does this week matter? In the past, have you seen like the entries, people winning or losing more with having to pick early in the week? Because I usually, I know there's usually one Thursday game you can pick, but this week you probably get a little more Thursday action. 
Is that going to make a difference or it doesn't really matter? I don't think it has over the years, of course, with, uh, you know, picking Thursday night games or Thursday games. Uh, you have to submit all your entries or your selections in, you know, uh, on that Thursday. So I don't think we've actually have tracked that over the years. But uh, I know that the, the Sharps and some of the guys that are really educated in the space um, tend to stay away from those Thursday night games if they have to submit their early picks uh, for Sunday on that Thursday, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. That means, uh, you know, most of them will, will wait until the Sunday card unless unless they really like a Thursday game, and especially if they're getting a good number. You know, if the number moves quite a bit, they'll take advantage of that and force their hand on Thursdays. Yeah, it's tough to get your picks in on Thursday now with so many injuries. Just as we talked about, a lot of these games, we're waiting until game time to see if really important players are playing, but... It's been uh, it's it's just still the best contest out there. Hopefully, some of you guys got in on the reboot. Some of you guys, uh, hopefully, will be handed checks by Jay by the end of the year, and hopefully, Brand has gout will win one of these three week <laughs> things. But I, I think uh, we have a better chance of my gout going away, and that's not happening. It's time for the big ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? You know, I think my my favorite bet. Well, does it have to be a football bet? Like, how official is this? No, because I, I think my I think my my two favorite bets in the last month were a guy this morning bet one thousand and forty six dollars on Tiger Woods to win the Masters in April at a hundred to one, which I which I thought that bet was incredible, uh, just because we have no idea what kind of like Tiger Woods status is going to be for April. And then the other bet that I found fun was uh, Jake Paul is fighting uh, Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's little brother, on December 18. And we had a guy come in and bet 10000 on Jake Paul plus 130 to win 13000 And that, that bet really, really shocked me, too. Uh, taking these twenty and $30,000 football bets doesn't surprise me as much because that happens every week. Yeah. Now, Jay, on this Tiger bet, I mean, who would have ever thought Tiger would be hundred to one on and anything? So, is this something? Is this a bet you guys don't mind? Because if he doesn't tee off, then it's just a refund. So, is there a little more risk with this bet, or do you are you not that worried about it? Oh, we certainly welcome those type of wagers, and uh, you know, here in the Superbook, if he doesn't start, it's a refund for the guy. So, uh, you know, he has that going. But I always encourage those out there betting golf to. Make sure that they check the house rules because uh, there's some of them are very similar to ours where if a, a golfer doesn't start, all right, they get a refund. Uh, other places, you would still have action despite them not teeing off. So make sure you check your house rules there. Um, yeah, it's it's something that, uh, you know, we, got him at a, we have him at 100 to 1 for a reason. I mean, it's <laughs> obviously he's got a long way to go, and he just took his, well, as far as we know, his, his first legitimate swings just the other day. And to go out there and compete against the best players in the world on that type of stage, you know, uh, be very, very difficult in, in the time frame that we're looking at. So. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with John. I mean, we've taken we've taken a lot of five figure wagers on on these games this weekend, and as we speak, Brant, I just have to make sure I make a note of this that uh, we just took fifteen thousand on the Avalanche to win the Ooh. Stanley Cup at seven to one. So there, that wasn't you, was it? 
No, it wasn't. I, I was yeah. very busy this morning. I was going to go later in the afternoon. I hope you didn't move the line. Was that a Colorado bet or a Vegas bet? That was a Vegas bet. All right. As long as I was hoping it was a New Jersey bet since they're the sharpest. John, before <laughs> we wrap this up, let me ask you, when you – so you have to go up and approve these tickets. When someone bets like 1,046, do you ever just go, why the 46, or you just you're too busy to, to bother <laughs> with stupid questions like that? I don't know. I don't really think about stuff like that. Like when I see something like that, my initial thought is maybe the guy's sharing the bet with some other people. Oh. And then, uh, I don't know. Or maybe it's something even simpler than that. Maybe the guy had a ticket that he's cashing that paid $1,046 and he just wants to roll it all over. Ah, that, uh, makes I, sense. that I'm not really sure, but I know that that bet, we got that bet this morning. And that one definitely caught my eye. And, and we lowered Tiger Woods to 80 to 1 to win the Masters. And it's a great point by Jay because there's a lot of books that if Tiger doesn't tee off, they will count that as a win for the house and they'll keep the money. But if you bet that at the Superbook, you will get the money back if Tiger doesn't tee off. But I think we're all hoping for Tiger Woods to tee off and play well at the Masters next year because golf is just way more fun with Tiger Woods. Yeah, let's we, hope we he should loses, make loses. note. Brant, I'm sorry. Yeah. We should make note that the last six dollars that that guy bet of his thousand forty six were three rolls of nickels. So. <laughs> and it was sure right next. And, and it was right next to his keys to his time machine. Maybe. Well, we'll hope we'll hope Tiger uh, loses in a playoff, so we get the action and, and you guys still win. Um, let's move on to what else is going on with you guys. And you know, we'll just stay in the golf world actually, because there's this the, the match five is I guess Friday. Brooks versus Bryson and Jay. I didn't. We were talking before the show. I didn't know a lot about this. I just assumed it was your regular eighteen-hole match. But this is a, a a whole different format, right? And and has that affected the way you guys are, are booking this? Yeah, it really hasn't affected how we are booking it. It's just that it's very interesting to see. You know, it, it feels like they're kind of making up the rules as they go. But they're going to play a twelve-hole match over at the Wind Course, which I've never been on. Actually, I've never seen it before. But uh, they and and they're going to be skipping around the course. I, I guess that's the best way to describe it, as they will randomly be t- picking some of these. So I, I think they're already designated, but they're going to be traveling all around the course uh, rather than playing just one through twelve. I'm not sure why they're doing that. Maybe it's for television. But uh, I know the the main reason that they're only playing twelve holes was that was the only time available on TNT. So. As we, John and I talked about before, we had a few laughs about that, saying how they didn't want to preempt Uncle Buck on TNT. Uh, <laughs> so therefore, that's why they're only playing 12 holes. Uh, but uh, I, I don't expect to get a lot of action on this. You know, we opened uh, Pick'em, and now DeChambeau is up to $1.20. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure because it doesn't really fit his game. It's kind of a tighter course, and his game is all about distance for the most part. I think Brooks has a, a better iron game, and, and therefore, you know, I would probably take the dog here. But again, I don't expect a lot of interest in it. But will we be watching? Probably. Yeah, Jay, how have you not played the win? Your office is a, is a tee shot from the course. You you can't get on there, or you're too busy. <laughs> yeah, it's like five hundred dollars to go play oh, over okay. there. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. I was like, I wouldn't. Now I'm waiting for my freebie. And yeah, that's the reason why I haven't played it. But uh, I've flown over it a couple of times and it's really it looks really tight. And some some of the holes I heard as, as far as it doesn't matter for me, I'm just an average golfer. But some of the professionals out there 
say, uh, I, I believe they used it, the words of like Mickey Mouse. Some of them are just really tight and squeezed in there. And that's why I would probably favor, you know, Kevka, you know, just because it's so tight and that DeChambeau is not just going to be able to, you know, drive it near the green. So uh, I, I think it'll be somewhat interesting to see, uh, you know, them play. Now, remember, there's no fans out there at all. So it's just going to be them and a couple of carts and a couple of, you know, rule officials. So, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll probably well, check it out. Yeah, we got to watch it. And John, as our resident UFC guy, is there any chance these guys just fist fight at some point on the course is what we're all actually rooting for? I think it'd be more fun if there were fans there to, to chant at DeChambeau and get them all fired up. But uh, yeah. no, I, I think they'll be separated. They're both pretty big guys, and I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be watching that on Friday. I think that's the event I'm most looking forward to on Friday. Maybe this whole weekend. What do you make the line if they fought? Deschambeau's a big guy, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I think I think Kepka's got a lot of hate in his heart for Deschambeau. Uh, I think it's uh, I'll, I'll make Kepka a small favorite there. I say it's, it's probably the same line as the match. <laughs> yeah, probably, very close. And we're we're even dealing that with a ten cent split. We've got Deschambeau minus twenty, Kepka plus one ten to generate some interest. That's great. You guys much better odds than everybody else doing a thirty cent one. Um, before we get to college ba- football, let me talk to you guys about college basketball. You guys are in the mecca of college basketball. Some incredible games this past weekend and coming up this Saturday. Now you guys went to uh, you guys went to a couple games, right, Jay? Did you took your son to which game? Did you go to? We went to that doubleheader, uh, Arizona, <laughs> Wichita State, Michigan, UNLV game. Yeah, and uh, it was fantastic. It was great, uh, a great event. And, and you're right. We're right in the middle of it as Las Vegas is hosting. I don't know how many tournaments tournaments right now, but uh, we're hosting the Pac-12 uh, championship game. A lot of events taking place uh, in, in Las Vegas. And I know that uh, some of the Maui Invitational officials are a little jealous, you know, watching you know their tournament uh, being hosted here. But it's been a lot of fun uh, as far as the fans around here. My friends have been going to a lot of games. I've uh, seen some friends from out of town come in and visit and, and attend, you know, their team's uh, games. So it's uh, it's been fantastic over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the poor Maui Invitational. I mean, that was the one I grew up watching all those games in that little gym and, and dreaming of actually going. And they've just kind of got dwarfed by uh, these these big games. This Gonzaga UCLA game was was it was enjoyable to watch. But man, this Gonzaga team looks good. John, are they? Did you guys make any adjustment on the futures? Are are they ahead and above everybody else, or are they going to get to the finals and, and lose like they usually do? Well, they I think that they are head and shoulders above the the field right now, and that's why we've got them at three to one to win the national championship. But you know, last year everybody had kind of crowned them as the champions, and they got hammered by Baylor in the title game after barely barely escaping in the semifinals against UCLA. So in this in the college basketball format where it's a a 68-team tournament, and it's a best of one. Anything can really happen. So I don't know what kind of value you're getting on Gonzaga, 3-1. to one. Although I, I will admit that they look incredibly impressive right now. They just dismantled UCLA. Yeah, they look great. Well, they'll get another test in Vegas against Duke. I tell you what, you guys have it good there with the between the hockey. And when I lived there, there was just Rebel basketball. And now you guys got Brooks and Bryson. You got the greatest college basketball, football, hockey. I might have to move back. I don't know if, if you can hire me, Jay. I don't. I, do you guys need a valet or anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're a little short of waitresses. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> you you guys have very I wouldn't fit in there. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving before we get in trouble. Uh, let's get to these college games. Get you guys out of here. I know you're busy. This college football wrapping up here. You know what? Before we get into these three games, I'm gonna ask you about. I saw you guys put up a line for the SEC championship, Georgia and Alabama. Uh, Jay, this I'm just assuming this would be probably the biggest game of the well before the playoffs. Got to be one of the biggest betting action games for you, right? Yeah, that's going to be huge, and it might be the, the biggest volume game of the year. And we open this game four and a half. George hits down to four. The total is where it's at, though. The total opened fifty four and a half down to fifty two, as we got a lot of sharp money on the under. And I would expect that to go back up just a bit, but uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But it's going to be a very heavily bet game. There's going to be a lot of action. It's uh, Saturday, December 4th, so we got plenty of uh, time for, for those to get down. Uh, but uh, as John and I discussed earlier, we both agree that it's probably going to be the biggest game of the year. Yeah, I can't wait, but we'll get to that one next week, actually. We might as well talk about Michigan versus Ohio State. Currently, it looks like Ohio State 8, 64 and a half. I mean, is this Michigan team ever going to catch these guys, or is the Buckeyes just going to continue to dominate because they look like they might be on a path to the championship? Michigan had an opportunity a few years ago where they were actually laying, I think, six points at Ohio State. might have been Urban Meyer's last game as a Buckeyes coach, last Michigan-Ohio State game, and Ohio State just blasted them. So I don't know. you You keep expecting Michigan to pull ahead and finally get over the top against these guys. But based on what I saw last Saturday when Ohio State just destroyed Michigan State, it's hard to picture anybody beating the Buckeyes right now. Uh, this is going to be a very, very high-volume game. It already is. We're going to need Michigan big in this game. There's already a ton of money on the Buckeyes, ton of money on the over. This will be one of the highest-handled regular season games of the year. It'd be higher if the game wasn't at 9 a.m. local time in Nevada. I'll tell you that yeah. much. But that, that, that definitely hurts handle for sure. But it's still going to be one of the biggest games of the year, no question. We're going to need Michigan big time. Yeah, Brent, yeah. we open we open this thing at six, and it's up to eight here. There's a few eight and a halfs already, but about eighty seven percent of the money and tickets are on the Buckeyes right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. Uh, yeah, I just don't know what to do with this game. I, I always liked this last week because it's 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 they put all these rivalries together and. I might stay away from that game. I want to believe in Michigan, but they always let me down. But there's two other games I was looking at, just classic rivalry games. It's Virginia Tech versus Virginia. Looks like they're 7-63. and 63. And then Oklahoma and, and Oklahoma State. Uh, looks like that's 4-49.5. and, 49 and a half. Any, I don't These rivalry games, it seems like maybe you should always just take the dog because the rivalry tends to have some crazy stuff happen. You guys got any any movement on these games or anything I should look at? Well, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State opened four, and it's still at four. Uh, the total opened 50 and a half, and I believe it's down just a notch down to 49 and a half. Very balanced uh, you know, action here as uh, I haven't really seen any sharp money, but the public seems to be split uh, at this point as it's tough for them to favor Oklahoma State over Oklahoma. But as a favorite role, you know, the Cowboys will probably get majority of the action here. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what, John, what about this Virginia Tech-Virginia game? I I remember growing up, Virginia Tech was – I shouldn't say growing up, but for a long time, Virginia Tech was so good. And now it seems like this Virginia has kind of come along. Am I dreaming the old Virginia Tech, or can they put up a fight this week? 
Virginia Tech has owned this rivalry for about 20 years. I mean, they seem to win every single year against UVA. Tech fired Justin Fuente as their coach recently. Virginia has been a lot a lot stronger in recent years. We did see some sharp play taking seven and a half and seven with the Hokies. So definitely some sharp money on the dog in that game. Tough year for Virginia Tech, and, and they're going to have to regroup this season with a new coach this offseason, yeah. I should say. Yeah, I think Beamer Ball's over. It is <laughs> The good old days are gone. Well, all right, boys. That'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you guys, as always. Hope you guys have great Thanksgiving. Jay, you, I think you have just nailed it with the parlay thing. No leftovers by Monday. I've learned a lot about betting and just learned about how to run my household for Thanksgiving. So thank you for that, John. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving in Vegas. That'll do it for our Thanksgiving edition, week 12 of the Superbook Sports Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're thankful to have you guys. Uh, Do us a favor. If you're enjoying the show, please follow us on all social media at Superbook Sports or Superbook.com. Tell your friends. Leave a good rating. We'd appreciate it. And please come see us if you're ever out in Vegas. Come to the Superbook and watch the games. Or if you're in Colorado, come to the Lodge Casino and uh, get in on the action. So hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving with your family and friends. We really enjoy doing this, and we can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win. You get a win. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. You thought you were going to get me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. If you've been taking your cues from the Superbook Sports Podcast, we know you've been cleaning up on your pro football bets lately. But isn't it time you cleaned up below the waist for the holiday season? Now's the time to take advantage of a special offer from Manscaped with their online Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales event. Get 25% off your entire order and free shipping now by visiting manscaped.com. Again, that's 25% off and free shipping on your entire order when you visit manscaped.com today. 